Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. People are going to comment under here and be like, I can't believe she picked Coach Carter over Love and Basketball because yeah. Love and Basketball is like, you can't say one bad thing about it or the basketball community comes right. for you. What'd you get me into here, bro? People are going to hate on me because I've never seen basketball movies. How many times did I get myself canceled today on one podcast, like- bro? It's crazy, <laughs> man. you guys i'm rachel demita and welcome to the courtside club today i'm super excited to sit down with one of the masterminds behind some of the most notable television shows he's a producer a writer director rob weiss thank you for joining us thanks for having me <laughs> am i supposed to say something else now no we what can go that? right into is the this your intro or is this my <laughs> intro can you take us back to day one of entourage I honestly, probably not if my life depended on it. You know what I mean? Day one for me or day one? Day one for you. The first time I went. When um, did it become idea to like, oh, this is actually happening. So Doug, Doug, Steve Levinson and Mark Wahlberg sold it and Ari Emanuel sold it to HBO. Um, I'd been around while Doug was writing. I think I read incarnations of it, little pieces of it. You know, they had a real process, like a two-year process of development. I visited set one time when they were up at Entourage Mansion, had dinner with all of them, watched them shooting. Then the show got picked up, and Doug was like, hey, man, I'm going to need to hire some writers. You should come in and watch a pilot and talk to Lev and Larry Charles about coming on with us. And I mean, I, I was not on a career high at that time. Like, my career was, like, catastrophic. I had a lot of debt. Like, it was pretty messy, you know? My girlfriend was like, what is wrong with you? Go take this job, right? right. So so I kept her down. And then I was like, nah, bro. Because I would come from making, like, an indie movie a bunch of years before. And I was like, I just want to go back and do that again. And uh, and he was like, Doug was like, all right, all right. So I kind of dipped out. Girlfriend was, like, devastated. You, you could have at least asked your agent. So I called my agent at ETA, Lizzie Baskin. I was like... You know, show entourage. She's like, yeah, of course, HBO, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, they wanted me to come on or at least come in and talk about it. And this is before this episode before one the show. had right. even this aired before, or anything. Yeah, this is before anything. This is yeah. like the crewing up, right? Yeah. They're trying yeah, to figure yeah. out what season one is and who were going to be the people to do that. And then she just was like, look, man, your career is like <laughs> ice cold right now. Like this is only <laughs> going to help you make movies and do all the things you want to yeah. do. And I was like, uh, uh, so I made a bad mistake, basically. You know, she's like, you better make that phone call. You know, yeah. everybody's like so crazy. So, so I called Doug back. I'm like, all right, bro, I'll do it. And he's like, I understand now we're going, you want to go make the great American indie. And then you're like trying to get the job, you know, like right. the job you didn't even want a right. week ago. But it, uh, but you know, obviously it worked out and, and we wrote season one, me, me, Doug and Larry Charles and Steve, Steve Levinson. And then, uh, you know. We grew the show, but the entire time I was like, this is, hum-. I'm like, this is humiliating. Like, who's going to watch it? Who's going to like this? You know what I mean? Like I had no foresight yeah. whatsoever. And I remember we were like out that summer and it started airing. And I think like one or two episodes it aired. And, you know, my girlfriend at the time, same girlfriend was like, oh, this is going to change everything for you. It's going to change your career. This, that. I was like, well, I don't really see that happening. 
And somebody like tapped my back and I turned around. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want to put them on blast, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty substantial player in this, like in the entertainment world and, yeah. you know, tech world, everything. And I, and I hadn't really connected with him since I was hot as a film director, like six years before. And he was just like, Hey man, what's up? What's up? And I was like, Oh, people are actually going to like this show. They're actually, he's like, I saw the show. I like it. I'm like, Oh, all right. So that's so that, when I kind of knew yeah. that it was, you know, that it was tapping into something, at least in our community of LA. I mean, so. the show was iconic for not only people yeah. in LA, yeah. but it was, it was something where you get this kind of inside look and maybe it was the, the first show that did that right. i think even it coming out at the perfect time yeah it made sense yeah. for like where we were well we you were couldn't at. you couldn't really make that show now you know and not be truthful to the way it is you know yeah. what i mean i mean obviously the town's changed a lot so at that time it was perfect and i don't care what anybody says it's, it was a hundred percent authentic to the lifestyle because i had lived that lifestyle yeah um at least to a degree of it and been around it so it had a lot of impact. I don't think people realize that, you know, it, the bulk of the impact was in, um, you know, big, like kind of metropolitan areas, more like New York, Chicago, Miami, yeah. LA, because it's a little more relatable. Yeah. I think. It's just like when yeah. the movie was tracking, I was like, how's it tracking? And word came back, it wasn't tracking that well. And I was like, Oh, really? And they were like, well, how many viewers do you think we had on a TV show? I, go, I don't know, three and a half million. And they were like, yeah, that's what it's tracking at. Oh, okay. So when you really think about the scope, and again, I'm not trying to knock the show. I'm super proud of what we did. But when you think of the scope of what, how many people were watching Friends, right? You're talking about 30 some odd million people. And then you think about three million with Entourage, which is a very small niche kind of Well, you know, I, show. I, I heard you, though, say in another interview that you didn't feel successful. I still don't. Well, now I really don't feel successful, man. You know, I don't get. I don't. Yeah. I don't get that though. Where do you yeah. think that that stems from? I don't know. I mean, because you, I think we somebody, could turn this into a psych but, show right no, now. We could go at, deep for like two hours. <laughs> but let me tell you something. If you want, if you unlike, you know, unlayer the onion, we got to stick around till we get to the core. So you gotta have to keep these guys on overtime. But do you think that that's something? Like, do you see that more in your industry? I, I love the fact that there are people. Like, I'm not going to say fans of mine, but I love the fact there are fans of projects that I've been a contributing factor in bringing to fruition, right? It's it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing kind of, you know, it's just an amazing feeling to have that engagement with people, whether it's in yeah. person or over social, right? So So that's dope. And that definitely makes you go like, yeah, I was successful at inspiring or influencing or just providing mm -hmm. entertainment to somebody and maybe it was somebody that had to go to a job the next day. So that that's a great thing. Success for me is kind of like about how great an output I have. So like my output is kind of like stop, start. You know, the last three years I haven't had a show because of the pandemic, right? Shut it down. Then the town was kind of going crazy with what it wants to do. So now I'm getting ready to take out a slew of stuff. But if I'm working consistently and the career continues to just go up, 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 mm -hmm. I'll feel more successful because of the stability of it all. You know what I mean? But when yeah. you're going like so this. You're, so you're measuring it. It's not really something like, because from the outside in, I'm looking at you like, oh, you contributed to Entourage, you right. wrote, directed. Yeah. 
produced yeah. all the things and then also ballers which is a yeah. massive and television I, the show, show that people go most crazy about to me entourage probably the most but but how to make it in america i did also in new york and people love that right for whatever so, reason it was a so short we, run yeah so big name shows and so from the outside looking and i'm like wow this is someone who's really successful in the industry right. so when i heard you in yeah. the other interview be like yeah. i don't feel successful i didn't even feel successful throughout yeah. entourage it was but I can get that, and that's maybe I even felt like more, a- most successful. The most successful I felt was in Ballers. And I think the reason I felt successful is because I was engaged in a process from the beginning to the end. And by that, I mean I sat there with Lev. The last few seasons were predominantly me, Lev, couple writers. But we would break it. We would write it. I would prep it. I would direct it. I would post it and it would okay. get released. Yeah. And that was a complete experience for me. Um, and those episodes made me feel like, all right, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. When I write something and I just hand it off and I don't know what's coming back, I just feel like like a little more of a cog in the machine. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, it's not about control. It's just about output. I want to get back to to Ballers and Entourage a little bit because of all of the cameos and how many athletes were in mm-hmm. those shows. Mm-hmm. We're on the courtside club, so we right, love to course, tie course. in sports when we can. I need to know what athlete you think has the best acting chops that you've worked with. Yo, the sickest is I Take mentioned the them before. but of but though. We can't use Yeah, but that. I don't really look at Dwayne like an athlete. I mean, he is obviously- he is an- so I when know I was he's a especially kid, played football. He's a wrestler. I know he's an you athlete. You liked him for that. Like, yeah, I look at Dwayne as like a, a global brand. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, I have a hard he time going not. like he's an athlete. But um, Alvin Kamara was the craziest thing because we were there. Me, Alvin, Omar Benson Miller were getting ready to shoot the scene. And I was like, yo, does somebody have mini sides for Alvin? And he was like, no, nah, I don't need them. And I was like, he's like, I'm off book. Like, and I thought he was kidding. I thought he was kidding. And I was like, he's like, man, I don't show up on a Sunday for a game without knowing the playbook. And he knew every line and he crushed it. Um, But like even the guys we had in the writer's room, Rashad Mendenhall, who played for the Steelers, um, Terrell Suggs, Ravens, you know, I mean, Edelman was in an episode with Danny Amendola. That that was pretty cool. Patriots, yeah. Yeah, those guys. Um. Is there any athlete that is is popular now that you would love to see in a film or maybe work on one of your projects with you? Any that stand I'm out really, that you're like, I'm you know really, what? So my thing is really the fight game, right? Like okay. I'm not like, like I'll watch any sport for like marquee games, right? Like Super Bowl. Right. But for me, like you, MMA first and foremost and then boxing. So, you know, and I have a lot of relationships. UFC. in yeah, I have a ton of relationships with guys in UFC. And I always like, oh, yeah, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to stick you in this. Like, even like Nick Who? Diaz. Like, I put okay. Nick. Yeah. I put, so Nick was in Vegas, happened to be in Vegas um, when we were shooting the Vegas episode of Ballers. Yeah. I got him to sit down at like a poker table, right? And I was doing the shot with Steve Gutenberg. I'm like, yo, Nick, just sit there. And like, Steve Gutenberg's walking past. He's on the other, he's on a B side of a phone call with Dwayne. And he's like, hey, Nick, what's up? And it was so funny during how people live tweet. Do a big cool you sitting to see Nick Diaz? You see Nick Diaz? Yeah. Because I tried, and, and the best thing was so my buddy Frankie's with me, and Dwayne comes over. The three of us are talking, and Dwayne's just like, How do you guys know each other? And I said, Well, I know Frankie from Nick Diaz. 
And he's like, you know, you know Nick Diaz? I was like, yeah, I'm friendly with Nick and Nate. Dwayne and he's didn't like, know him. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know those guys? And I go, you know those guys? Like, you he's like, yeah. He goes, guys? he goes, yeah. I love those guys. I love to, oh, to, cool. the way those guys fight. I go, well, Nick was just here like an hour ago. Soon he goes, Nick Diaz was here. I never <laughs> seen Dwayne like that, which was pretty epic. Like, you know, to see him, like him fanboying right. the way like I would fan. Like the first time I met Dwayne, I'm like, oh, this guy's really big. Hey, bro, can right. I get a picture? It was like the table read. Yeah. I'm like accosting like the lead of the show for like like a selfie. I'm like, hey, bro, can I just get this shot? You know, but. Uh, yeah, he's the. It's interesting because I'd met a lot of people that um, that Dwayne would have like relationships with. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, like rappers, hip hop guys, yeah, fighters. You know, and they'd be like, "Hey, pass this message, Dwayne, back for it." So that's so. Yeah, but cool. there's like I, you know, for me, like I, I feel like there's, you know, there's there's got to be life after sports, right? You know, I mean, my sure. brother played for the Twins in the minors. He's, he's young. He's only 26. We have we obviously have different moms, you know? And uh, he got cut during the pandemic. They cut the whole season. Right. Second season, they they clipped like two, 3,000 players out of the minors, so he got clipped. And now he's at Rawlings, like running some like marketing divisions. But, um, you know, I think it, watching that process isn't is like a suit you know a super interesting thing when you consider that you know these guys are out so young yeah what oh, do you yeah. what do you do with the rest of it i want to get into a, a little bit of your tie into combat sports but i would right. like to take a halftime break okay that's what we do on the court yeah. club and i have a quick game of start bench cut for you have okay. you played that before no i haven't i don't you have to repeat what you said okay you lost me at cut start Bench. I got you. So yeah. you're going to start right. a movie, you're going to bench a movie, and you're going to cut a movie. Okay. Because we're on Courtside Club and you- But that means by start means like I like it, that's cut a, it. That's the best one. That's Bench like, it like I just passed? Start, that's like your Michael Jordan. You know, right. bench, that's like your role player. Cut right. is like- Well, let's do one slow. I was going to say- <laughs> let's, let's do one in slow motion so I can understand the game. Okay, let's do start, bench, cut. This is a practice round. Yes. Uh, coffee, tea, water. For what I drink, coffee, obviously. Okay, so so you would start. Oh, coffee. right. So coffee, I would tea coffee and water. Are right. So I, I I I start the coffee. Coffee. Okay. Right. I yeah. bench the tea. Okay. Right. And I what's the third one? Cut. I cut. No, I cut the tea and I bench the water. Bench the water. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. This is gonna take an hour to play this game. No, no, no. I like, got you. No, gonna, no, no, people no. are gonna be watching this going, "What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> How did this guy write anything?" I have movies and television shows, but they're all sports related. Shoot. I'm sure yeah. you've seen them. Okay, first up. Never heard of it. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, yes. and The Blind Side. I gotta be honest with you, I never I've seen some of Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, you talk about the movie? The movie I love. The Peeper the movie, movie I love. Okay, I love that. Yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah. start that. Okay. Remember the Titans, is that Remember the Titans? It's Who's a, in that? It's an older. No, it was good, but who is it? That's not the Blind Side. Blind Side is Sandra Bullock, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the big kid in it. He was really cool. My friend managed him. It's a touching him. story, yeah. So I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that one on like just on the bench right now. Okay. All right, but the I'm gonna have to cut. Remember the Titans, even though I know it was like a Boaz Yakin, right? It was like some Denzel. real. It was Denzel. Oh, all right. Well, I'm a Denzel fan, so I'll bench that, even though I don't remember. the movie i'll bench that 
and I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the Blind Side. Oh, but yeah. even though that's probably the one that won like nine Oscars, people are like you're an idiot. But I love Friday Night Lights. That okay. I really, I like so the show starting. too. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's funny, Denzel. Yo, I, I got a relationship like... with Pete Berg. He directed the pilot on Balls, and I like I like Pete. He's a homie. I'd never cut a Pete Berg film. Okay. You know. So we're starting yeah. Friday Night Lights. Benching Remember the Titans, Cutting the Blind Side. Yes, okay. Great, okay, up next, another football-related okay. movie, start yeah. Betch Cut, The Longest Yard. Oh, it's the greatest movie of all time. Waterboy. Yeah, and no, are you talking about Adam Sandler's Longest Yard? You're not no. talking about that, you're talking about Burt Reynolds' Longest Yard, right? Well, yeah, we'll go with that one, sure. Let's go with that. You one. didn't even know Burt Reynolds made a long. No, no, no. Shot, I did you? no, I do know that's, the, no that's the older You're one. You're asking cinema questions, and you have no clue. No, about I do. This. Actually, okay, I, I have seen the Adam right. Sandler Longest Yard, but when I I've was... never seen the Adam Sandler one. Okay, well, There's so, so only then go one with the yard. so go with the one that you are okay, familiar I, with, I, and I'm going to talk about it. Longest After Yard, yes. Waterboy, and Any Given Sunday. Uh, also, great movie. So, um, I am going to start the Longest Yard. The Burt Reynolds version, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which I probably watched ten thousand times when I was like fourteen years oh, old, really? to the point where I didn't even understand half the stuff that was going on there. But you know, it's part of a way bigger conversation. But when you watch those seventies Burt Reynolds movies, you understand why a lot of guys in my generation, you know, seem like a different kind of guy than some of the new generation guys. Meaning, like that, like Burt Reynolds was like. The guy's guy, you know, he's okay. like a Steve McQueen. Anyway, it's a brilliant movie. That Longest Yard is awesome. So and then I would say Any Given Sunday, we could bench that. I think it's great. LL and Jamie Foxx. And mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's You a like the one, star though. power in the movies. Well, I do. I, I mean, but like I, I had a relationship with Oliver Stone, too, since I got out here. So, I mean, there was a lot I liked about it. There was but good we're, stuff. But we're cutting Gatorade. Yeah, we're definitely cutting the uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I love the I never saw it. I never saw it. I never watched <gasps> what? it. What? No. Yeah, I, I can tell you, I watched the Adam Sandler movie that's out now. Hustle. Um, Hustle. I loved yeah. it. it okay. I couldn't believe how good it was, but but I haven't seen that that many Adam Sandler movies. Okay. Waterboy But I like, like when he elevates, you know? There's just so many. I guess I, though, love those Adam Sandler movies that are just so ridiculous yeah. and silly. But you're like, but you're like that's and your generation, it is, you know? Yeah, we had like the Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Like if I want to watch like a 50-year-old dude like doing stupid stuff, I just look at myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, just Yeah, like I don't need Adam Sandler, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just look at my life and I go, damn, yeah. man. All right, so next up, basketball movies. Yeah. Okay. And Hoosiers. I'm, I might come down Hoosiers. hard on you. I'm, for I'm starting one. Hoosiers. Damn it. Okay, so love and basketball, Coach Carter and Hoosiers. Hoosiers is starting. So I filmed at their gym before. Did you? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, the end of Indiana. I love you guys. And I was there with Chris Mullen. Yeah. One of the best shooters yeah. I've ever filmed yeah. with. And I filmed with Steph Curry. But Sick. Chris Sick. Mullen was like lights out. At, at their gym in Indiana? Yeah, at the Sick. Hoosiers gym, yeah. That was that was an awesome, awesome film. Uh, that was They awesome. have the memorabilia like still up as really? well. And you can yeah. go in the locker room and they have different like photos and jerseys and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, okay. awesome movie. And um, Okay, so we're starting Hoosiers. What about Love and Basketball Never Watched? Really? Yeah, who is that? Is that like Regina King or something? Who is it? No. I don't know the actors, but I've seen the movie yeah. plenty of times. What are the next two? It's Love, Love and, and Basketball and Coach and Carter. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. No, stop. 
I'm, I know that you're, you know, more into this movie and television space than me, but if you have not seen Coach Carter. No, I never saw it. I'm sick. Yo, I don't watch movies. That's I don't watch movies. Best, I don't watch TV that's shows. That's the best basketball movie yeah. ever is Coach yeah. Carter. Really? Yes. I guess so. It's a, it's a toss up for you. Yeah, because, because I haven't basketball. seen those, but you're giving me a lot of things I have to go like go watch now, you know? So. And people are going to comment under here and be like, I can't believe she picked Coach Carter over Love and Basketball because yeah. Love and Basketball is like, you can't say one bad thing about it or the basketball community comes right. for you. And there's so many lines. Really? Just, oh yeah. And different scenes like from yeah. that movie that Would you get me into here, bro? Reference. Always people are gonna hate on me because I never seen basketball movies. How but, many times did I get myself canceled today on one podcast, but, bro? It's crazy, <laughs> man. But your son, yes. how old is he again? Six. He might be like a little young, but I feel like Coach Carter. Yeah. And like maybe middle school, early high yeah. school. Like yeah. Just watch it together. Well, he watched me. some of Hussey. He's really into basketball. He thinks okay. he's the best basketball player alive. Yeah. Like, and there's the kind of stuff he says. He's like, I'm the best basketball player around. I'm like, dude, you can't even dribble yet. Yeah, I mean, he's only six years old. But he watched some of Hustle with me because I had to watch yeah. it in two parts. And he was he was digging it. That's and cool. then, uh, but then he decided to go back to his iPad. So I don't know. He didn't stick with it. But yeah, I'll show him Coach Carter cool. at some point. All right. Another, another basketball. Space Jam. White man can't jump, and he got game. Well, again, like I, I've only seen, I never saw Space Jam because I didn't have a kid at the time. But that's a perfect movie to have a kid watch, obviously. Yeah. Well, there's a new Space Jam. But, right, with but LeBron. Have right. you seen Michael? No, Jordan I haven't seen it because at the time I didn't have a child, Look so I just I don't recognize her. She's that's in Lola Space Jam. Bunny. Yeah. yeah, I never saw it, so I don't all right, know, you know. But now that I have a kid. I've gotten to see a lot. I haven't seen Space Jam yet, but I've gotten to see a lot of things, like Moana. Like Moana, <laughs> I made him like, and I watched so Moana good. after right. I worked with Dwayne, or I would have made him sing that <laughs> song to me. I would have been like, right. "Please, just one time, one time, <laughs> just sing it." Because I watched it after we wrapped Ballers, and I'm like, "Yo, this is good." And every time me and my kid would be like, you know, watching a movie, I'm like, "Moana," and he'd be like, "Nah, man, no more Moana." Oh, and I'm just like, "Oh, like I want to watch it, it one more yeah. time," you know. But um. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So, but the other two, obviously, I've seen. I liked White Men Can't Jump, and you know they're remaking that with Jack Harlow, right? You know. That. Are they? Yeah, it's like Jack Harlow, and who else is doing it? Did you see him in the NBA All Star Celebrity Game? No, no, okay. I didn't. Did he hit a big shot? Yeah, he. Uh, I've talked about it before on my podcast. L listen, he scored a lot, but from somebody who played basketball their whole life and then also played Division One, yeah, it's like. Oh, he was a D1 player? No, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know that about you. Yeah. No, so watching him, it's like I I can tell maybe he didn't play no, at a high level. Well. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah, I don't even know if he raps at a high level. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I love his music. I'm only kidding. I think I'm he's like a I great like entertainer. I, yeah. I like him too. There I'm was just like a couple layups in the NBA also. Yeah, I was like, that's a, you know. I got. To, I think it takes. Some, a I, listen, but I think all. it takes like you gotta have like some moxie to get out there and play in that game. You know, I played I mean? in that so, game. You have too. Yeah, yeah. I've twice. Yeah, but you were. D1 I was leading player. scorer of my team. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't a player. Yeah, but he's a big time celebrity. Yeah. He can. He well, can. Don't you think that's even riskier to be a big time? What about these big time celebrities? Absolutely, it is. Who can't even throw. A an opening game pitch to the and reach the right. plate. I guys think that they shouldn't do that. 50 feet over. I think it's hysterical. If, guys, you know, that's the big thing. And I think we we're going to do that Was it like story. 50 cents? Did like? we do that on Entourage? Because I know we talked about doing it on Entourage. Where like, you know, do not bounce the ball. 
whatever you do, do not bounce the ball. And like yeah. guys can't make it to the plate. Right. And it's just like, oh man, he bounced the ball. It's such a like big deal. But I know we were talking about doing it. I don't know if he ever did it. It's, it's one of those things I feel like, you know, as a basketball player, obviously I'm going to critique any basketball that I see in entertainment, yeah. Yeah. period. And yeah. I know that, you know, if you're a, a boxer, you're going to critique that in any of the, yeah. the fight movies, you know? So yeah. that's just me being critical. Yeah. You know, High School Musical is one of the, yeah. the most hilarious situations because none of them can hoop. Yeah. None. That's what is awful. it in High School? What? High School Musical. Why? They play basketball in High School yeah, Musical? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. They don't sing? They, they sing and play basketball at the same time. They're like, get your head in oh, the game. And they're, like, you know, dribbling. But they dribble with like a flat hand. Yeah. And so you just, that's not it, you know? Yeah, I don't even know so. how they find people to do half the <laughs> First of all, every actor in the history of the world lies on their resume. It's like every resume I've ever looked at, somebody's like, you know, like a professional level horseback rider, like an equestrian yeah. rider, or they're like a martial artist, like everybody. It's like martial arts, yes. It's like a checklist, you know? And then you get out there and like, this don't know how to dribble at all. But when know? they get to, so I've, I've done campaigns for Adidas. And yeah. when I tell you the audition process, and this yeah. was younger before I was even in hosting, different, different, but the yeah. audition po yeah. uh, process to be in an Adidas campaign mm -hmm. is really intense. And well, it's a sports brand. You right. know what I mean? You're talking about basically Glee meets like a basketball <laughs> right. movie. I mean, it's like the director's probably never even been to a basketball game. He's probably like a choreographer right. guy or yeah. a song guy. You know? Honestly, it doesn't it doesn't take away completely like from the film, but just if you're an athlete, it pulled you, know, you out of it. It pulled you. I out mean, of I it still watched it, but yeah. I was just like mm, cringing at parts yeah. when you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got two more for you if you're down. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this one's a mix. We have Major League, Happy Gilmore, and The Sandlot. Uh, well, you know, The Sandlot's like a sentimental favorite, but you're not asking me about maybe one of the greatest baseball movies ever made. Major I could give League? You a, no, that's not it. But I, I liked it. Oh. I like Major League. <laughs> Why, is that your greatest no. baseball movie ever made? No. I could give you 10 that I think are genius right now. Uh, Eight Men Out is great, but, but The Natural. Okay. Um, so, so you're more in the know of baseball movies because I was the Sandlot and Major League are the only two that I've seen. The best baseball movie in the history of the world. Again, I'll get crucified for saying it. Where do you think I'm going with this? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Forget it. That is, you know what? I'm I'm going to. That is the best baseball movie. That's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. What I was going to say was the original Walter Matthau. Bad News Bears with Tatum O'Neill, my man back there doing the sound. He's nodding. He's like, hey, don't identify me by me. But, <laughs> like, it is so off color now. Again, it's another movie that you'd be like, what the f are these kids saying? Yeah. The f they say in that movie is mind blowing. But I grew up with that. So for me, that's a sentimental favorite. Um, like all my like police boys club baseball teams we'd always be called the bad news bears because my dad would coach him yeah but he would try to get every kid he thought needed mentorship that was kind of troubled or you know what i mean so yeah. we were kind of like a mishmash of like misfits to a, to a degree all of us with me being a misfit as well you know and um so we would always be like our bad news bears kind of thing okay so. 
I like you know, that. All right, but we could go to yours. Yours, right? Was, right yours. We could go back to your game. We could play the game. Or no, we could just, or, <laughs> or I could answer your question by just talking about whatever I want to talk about. True. And turn it into my you own know? thing. You know? Yeah. Uh, but honestly, if you don't feel tied to those, I have one more. That's in television. Yeah. Okay. Go. Okay. Cheer. Last, what is that? Last chance, you and ballers. I've never even heard of the first two. Really? Yeah. What's cheer? It's obviously it's about cheerleaders. It is, and right. I will tell. It's it's like a docu series type of drama. Yeah. I will say, if you have a chance, and this is this is no cap. This is like a very well made television show. Right. It's really good. It's but on it's, Netflix. Right, but it's a do, it's a docu series. <sighs> yeah, it is. So they follow around. But the, it's not scripted. It's unscripted. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the storylines are right. like, I don't know how they didn't write right. this because they're insane right and it's something even if you don't like cheerleading i feel like you can right. appreciate it i was not on the cheer squad so for me i don't have like yeah. uh you know real connection to that but, yeah but i i respect it okay so lance last chance you was about football and then ballers obviously is your show ballers obviously is the so we're, start, ballers, we're starting ballers. ballers i would have to say and again this is a my unbiased opinion having been about it Ballers is easily the greatest sports show ever made, if not one of just the best half-hour shows in the history of television. So, <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously, but why? But why would you be kidding? I'm joking, man. I, I like. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That, that's a pretty big stretch, but it's a listen. It was a fun half-hour show, and yeah. it was fun to make, and it was definitely um, that was it was a great experience to be able to do all the things I did on it, and with with that cast. That that cast was tremendous. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. I want to talk about your um, recent ventures in jujitsu. Yeah. Hard time saying that. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. Yeah. So yeah. how long have you been doing that? I don't know. I feel, I feel like probably four or five years. And the question is like, how long have you been doing it and how are you progressing? How you are know? you progressing? I would say very slowly. Okay. Um, when I got into jujitsu, it's funny because a lot of my friends had gotten into it. My buddy who owns Muscle Farm, I'm going to throw him a plug if that's okay, Ryan Go Drexler, right? He, he's a black belt. I and mean, he was like, yo, you should come do jujitsu. And I had wrestled in like junior high and in the beginning of high school. And I was kind of like, for some reason, I was just like, man, I just don't want to roll around on mats right now. I just didn't want to do it. So him and a bunch of my other friends all evolved. I, on the other hand, was like, oh, I'm going to just go box. So I was a wild card in Fortunes and like these other kind of gyms. And, um, you know, as time went on, my skill set diminished, right? You know, I mean, obviously I was never going to be a pro fighter. It was just for training. Yeah. And, and then now I really only want to do it once a week because it's just, it, it's hard on the body. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't start it like a ripe young age, you know what I mean? I'm kind of going in at an age where I still need to not get totally 
Listen, I've been blessed, man. I've gotten to train with some amazing, amazing uh, MMA cats like over the years. And whether it was boxing with Buddy McGird or, you know, Eves Edwards doing Muay Thai with me or Paulo Costa throwing me around and dropping me on my face. And, <laughs> you know, these guys like just legends, just, you know, playing with me like I'm a rag doll. It's dope, man. If you're going to get beat up, you might get might as well get beat up by a legend, right? Yeah, but not really beating me up. They're just like, I mean, you know, Paulo Costa is like, the guy's a middleweight, but he's probably the biggest middleweight on the planet. I mean, I have videos of it. It's so disturbing. It's yeah. like, you know, the guy's just like, <laughs> I mean, like some kind of like, I don't even know what the hell it was. I got to look at it again, but like it totally snapped my shoulder <laughs> off my body. I was like, holy <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we have gotten to the end of the game. So I have some buzz. That was part of the game? Uh, well, I, I kind of call my whole show a game in a right, way. So we're right. in the courtside club. So right. we're here for a game. But right. at the end of the game, there's buzzer beaters, right? Okay. What are those? So I have, some, I have some quick questions for you. And what do I do, Scott? Fortunately that? enough, you will not need a buzzer. Really? Yeah. So it's not really a buzzer beater game. I mean, if you don't have a buzzer, you can't call it a buzzer. Okay, so the writer is calling me out of what I title yeah. I'm my just saying, segments I, on the let, show. I'm very myopic, <laughs> and, I, and I like to stick to things on the point. Okay, what is the best game you've ever sat courtside for? I was at courtside, but I was one seat behind courtside when we shot Entourage at the Lakers game. Cool. Mostly the best seats I've ever been in, like up in boxes. Who was on the team there when you were at that game? Kobe. That's all you really needed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Have you met Kobe? Did you meet Kobe? No. I never met Kobe. No. It's an incredible guy. The only Laker I have a relationship with was Rick Fox, who's a homie of mine. And uh Meta World Peace was up. Was he on the Lakers too? Yeah. Ronald Test. He, was, he yeah. was cool. I've hung out with Ron. I like Ron. He's a big character. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah, I've hung out with him. All right, so who's one person dead or alive that you would love to sit courtside with? I mean, I don't know, Tupac. I mean, that'd be, oh, that'd be cool. cool man. That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, where am I? Am I back east or am I in LA? This is this is your buzzer beat. You get to choose. You get if to I'm choose in New York, game. I want to sit courtside with Biggie. If I'm in LA, oh, okay. I want to sit courtside with Pac. <laughs> you like, know, that'd be pretty dope. You just yeah. take the red eye. All right. Hit the New York game. Yeah. Cool. All right. And last question. What is one event in history could be sporting or otherwise right. would you have loved to have been courtside for? Wow, man, that's a big one. You couldn't give me a little tip Steve. off on this this morning in the locker room, bro. <laughs> so a whole bunch of small talk. You there's couldn't just no... say, hey, she's going to hit you with this zinger. No, there's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I've you know had, I mean? D-Day. I would love it. <laughs> Like, that would have been awesome. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of events in history, you know? No, I mean? I've had them across the board. Like, I've yeah. had, like, oh, I want to be there at the 96 game, Michael Jordan, the shot. You but know, no, you were asking that. me about games. You said what no, event but, in history. But yes. No, I know. I said right. it could be sporting other. So I've had games as right. the answer, or I've had when uh, David Hasselhoff was singing while the Berlin Wall was falling. Like, that was an answer. Yeah. I think uh, Pink Floyd might have done something at the wall, too. That would have been pretty cool to be at. I don't know, man. It might have been one of those old Tyson or Riddick Bow or Holyfield fights I would like to have been at. But, like, in terms of, like, some historical event, I'm like, man, most of them just seem so dark. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wouldn't be the Kennedy assassination. That would have been sick. 
to like look at myself in the background of the Zapruder film. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, I don't know. What historical thing? Do we even have like great, like but also memorable hit- historical things? Yeah, like, like you know, like, like I think spaceship you're- stuff. Yes, that's it. When you really think about historical <laughs> that goes on in the world, the percentage of them are just so dour and bad. But I said one event in history that could literally be yesterday. You know, history is- That's modern history. Us. You know what I mean? That's modern history. You're talking about this historic. You when you say history, you're talking like history, man. Like I think of history, like European history, you yeah. know? Like I think watching this is the Michelangelo that- paint the Sistine Chapel while I was drinking a Red Bull. You know, like handing him Red Bulls while he's painting. Like that, that's like, you know, that's like, that, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. I'm going to think about this. If you guys ever invite me back, I'll have more answers. Okay. You know? So when you do come back, you yeah. have to have had watched Coach Carter. Lo- and loving basketball. Coach Carter. And Space um, Jam. Space Jam for sure. And then your event. I'm going to watch, uh, I'm going to watch both Space Jams. Yeah. Let me know which, one you, back, which yeah. one you like better. I'm not even going to watch them with my kid either. Yeah. So watch about myself. Yeah, he can go watch yeah. Moana. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Rob, thank you so much for Thanks coming for on the courtside club. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Do you want to shout out uh, your social like, medias or well, I live up in the hills. Like Okay, yeah, so like oh, we, oh we, like where address. do I live? Oh, yeah. you mean my social media stuff? Uh, <laughs> it's just at screen. Rob Weiss, at Rob Weiss on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and up in the hills. And you have a new show that you're developing right now. I'm developing like 10 things. If I'm unemployed yet from now, I will no longer be in this business. Okay. I will be doing something else with my life. I don't know what that will be, but I will try to answer that at the same time I come up with what historical event I would have liked to have been <laughs> okay. at. But no, I'm going out with a lot of stuff for Perfect. real. So yeah, hopefully there'll be a new show, you know? Yeah, we'll be on you know the show. Baby, baby got to eat, so yeah. By Thanks ba- for by joining baby, us. I mean me, so yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure that you like, rate, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.